Welcome to another week of The Batch Report Down Under, where we're recapping the Bachelor Matt Agnew in Australia. This is episode five, week five of The Australian Bachelor. We're excited. This has actually been a pretty fun season so far. Yeah, I'm actually pretty stoked that we're doing this. Do you like it better or worse than the American version so far? Because you only watched one season of The American Bachelor. I don't know. I think I might be biased. To what? To the American version, just because I'm from here. So, But I think that there are qualities of the Australian Bachelor that I do like better. I actually like the dates better for the most part on the Australian one. I do too, yeah. I like their locations but I do think it's harder to connect to any of the contestants based on their editing. Yeah, and also hard. it's like I relate more to the American mm-hmm. one, which is because that's where I'm from. So it's like, of course, I'm going to be like liking to that. But I do like, I think I like the cast that they have better. On the Australian? Yeah, I think they're yeah. more dynamic. There are things I like more about the Australian Bachelor. But Bachelor in Paradise is where it's at. I know. I'm actually really excited to watch the Australian version of Bachelor in Paradise because they have people from, like, this show that we're watching and they have people from the American show come on to the Australian one. So I'm, like, really curious to where the drama's at there. Yeah, me like, too. Like, who from this season is hooking up with the guys from Hannah's season? I like, know. It's pretty what? far out. Or whoever at the season, whatever season they I bet they have from, Connor. Come on. Maybe next year. I know he wasn't on this year, but uh, maybe, could maybe be. in the future. Could be. So, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Okay. With, uh... At the beginning, Asha came comes out and he says, you know what, I normally have a date card for you guys at the beginning of the week, but I don't have a date card for you, and we're, li- we're leaving Sydney, Australia, and we're going to the Central Coast. Which I actually like Asha more than the American I w- host. And I would actually like to see... I don't know if Asha's married or in a relationship or whatever, but I think he would actually make a really interesting bachelor. Yeah, like if he went on the American one. That'd be weird, though, because... No, I mean, like, couldn't really he could that. be the Australian Bachelor. Maybe. I think that's the point, though, because technically the American host could also be... Yeah, he's not quite as charming and... Well, he's older. Young and, and Asha's also the host of the Masked Singer there, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's like ties in with all our podcasts. I know, look at that. All right, um, so... So they get all the way there. Abby's complaining that she's getting the cold shoulder from a lot of the girls because of their cocktail party kiss last week. I honestly think that they are intimidated by Abby. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think you can tell who's intimidated because she does have a lot of friends in the house still, like Emma and Ellie. Yeah, and there's people that are like always true. there and always with her. But then there's like the Monique's and the Nicole's and the, like the Rachel's that are just sitting there bashing her the whole time. Yeah, like she's got all the evil witches. What yeah. did I call them when we were watching? I said the Maleficent. Oh, yeah. Monique is kind of like Maleficent. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But Abby. Which is a compliment because, you know. The movie just came out. And it's Angelina Jolie. It's Angelina Jolie. So Abby does end up getting the first date card of the week for her one on one. Matt shows up in like this old blue truck. They go out to the like some random foresty area, and he says, "We're gonna stomp our own juice today." So they get barefoot. They stomp some juice. He tries to get her to drink it, and she's like, "Okay, I'll drink it." And then he's like, "I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make you drink foot juice." Um, 
But she's like, oh, he's so nice. He didn't make me drink it. And he's like, oh, it's so nice. She was going to drink it. And it was like. You're just like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they end up making some cocktails and. Which real quick on that, I would have been like, you drink it. Or, I mean, or let's, let's drink do it, it together. at the same time. Yeah, like, like, let's each take a shot of it Oh, at the that same sounds time. like a great idea. We'll drink each other's foot juice, but we're both going to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a step we both have to take, rather than, like, oh, you yeah, do I'll it, do then it. I'll do it. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe that's who he was as a kid, though. I bet he was. Like, you do it first, and then yeah, I'll do and it. and then he's like, I'm not doing that, and, like, runs off. And <laughs> I know people like that. Yeah, so they're making cocktails, and then it flashes back to the girls back hanging out. And Monique is, like, going off about oh, how mad she is at Matt yeah. and how, you know, he's disrespectful for making out with Abby during the, the fairest of them all. During the thing. And Not it's like, Monique. you're on the freaking Bachelor. He's going to kiss people. Like, yeah, that's true. Get over yourself. The American one kiss, has kissed way more people at this point. Although I do have does. to say she is getting a villain edit. I don't know. It's like... She's getting the villain edit. And you know who I thought episode, was going to get the villain edit? Rachel? Yeah. And instead she's getting... And the, Nicole? Rachel's getting the minion edit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is Nicole getting a bad... She's getting a, not a great um, edit. She's like Nicole's the not so... Like, based on the opening thing, I thought Nicole was going to be the main villain of the season. Yeah. She reminds and me of uh, Love Goods from Harry Potter. Luna? Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. So, they... Then flash back to Abby and Matt, and it's time for them to have, like, their evening chat time. Yeah. And he's really interested in getting to know her because he's like, well, we have all this sexual tension. Like, is there anything else there? And she opens up a lot about her life growing up, being, like, she had a single mom. She had to work all these jobs, all this stuff. And I think it was really good that she opened up about, like, real life. I think so, too. Because it's, like... more relatable. You cannot just be making out with him all the time and then expect it to lead to an engagement. Or so. expect it to last. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yeah, like, that's always going to be there and he might keep you around because of it. However, you know, like, even if you were to somehow win just based on that, you're not going to have a successful relationship. Yeah. So then she's like, you know, there's something I re- So she gets the rose. They start making out. They go to the hot tub. They're making out some more. And she says, you know, there's something I've been really wanting to tell you all day, but, like, I've been waiting because I don't really want it to ruin our time together. And he's like, well, you, you can tell me anything. Like, just tell me. She was like, well, Monique, after our kiss at the cocktail party, she called you a disrespectful pig and a dog. See you next Tuesday. Which she didn't say see you next she Tuesday. She said that's a they word and they bleeped it out. It. But every time he said it. He said, see you next Tuesday. Which I thought it was pretty adorable, but yeah. Which I really enjoyed. But, um, so that really, like, took him back because he's like, whoa. He didn't think that any of the girls were Well, because he was like, like, well, am I kissing too many people? Like, this is The Bachelor. Like, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. Like, why are they so mad at me? Like, honestly, he's been, like, more withheld than I've seen a lot of Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Like, there's been several girls he hasn't really kissed. I think. Monique's thing is remember they didn't really kiss on her date didn't they do like a small like peck on her date remember and I then think Baku was like he would not kiss a girl like that remember and then so she like had a peck with him after their long one-on-one date and then Abby went and had like 10 minutes with him yeah. and they were making out and she's like oh, oh no so wait no Baku said like, that about Rachel right 
Do you remember? Um, I think that was Nicole. He was oh, Nicole. Or about That's Nicole. Right. Okay. But, like, he's actually been very reserved, and he'll give, like, someone, like, a small pet kiss at the end of the thing, but he's not, like, yeah. making out with every single no, person. Yeah, he's good. And if he feels it, and it's like he can't control it, then he will. But a lot of that has to do with the woman, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Abby's pushing that. Well, and, like, Sagonde was, like, the one who went for it and kissed him first. Yeah. And, like... Like, I don't think he's the person to really initiate a lot of that. Well, like, look at all the chemistry he has with Chelsea. Yeah. Which we're going to get to, because that's the next date. So, he's taken back by that, and then they do a big group date after this one-on-one date, and they basically just sit around and drink wine and talk, like, they answer questions. It's like the most laid-back group date ever. Because he was like, I just want to get to the bottom of, like are these girls annoyed with me? Like, are they mad at me? Like, he thought by asking questions about he's their like, lives that it would just yeah, naturally come out. Yeah, he's trying to go, like, covert off, but that doesn't really fit his personality. Yeah. Or, like, his strategy, if you will. So it didn't like, work very it well. It didn't work for him, yeah. He was <laughs> just like, okay. they really rushed through this date, but they did show a lot of Chelsea's answers, where she was, like, talking about how she wants someone that she can bounce ideas off of. And, well, like, okay, they go out to the wild. Like, not the wild, but they go out into the forest no, this is... I'm saying before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. they... Like, in this big group date setting... Oh, they rushed it. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, like, they're just showing her... Yeah, for sure. And saying, like, you know, I'm always putting work first. And, like, me coming on the show is me putting love first for the first time, like, okay. ever in my life. And then Asha's, like... Or Matt was talking about how he's, like, I need to get to the bottom, see if these girls are annoyed. So, he asked this question, and then Asha comes out, and he's, like, time's up! Yeah. Pick someone to spend one-on-one time with. So he obviously picks Chelsea, which it's long overdue, honestly. Which, honestly, okay, so check this out. Chelsea is a engineer. She's a chemical engineer. A chemical engineer. So, like, and then she says she puts work first, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, that's like, you need to take a break because, like, you're so deep into whatever that is Mm -hmm. that it's impacting your personality in kind of a negative way. Like, you know when you get too indelved? Yeah. Yeah, because, and the reason I say that is because of what, like, her, what's happened so far, and then also what we're about to hear on the date. So, basically, they go into the forest, they have this cool little picnic, and then she starts talking about how she brought a textbook. Yeah, she's like, I brought my chemical engineering textbooks about, like, waste management to the thing, just in case people are really boring, and I didn't want to spend time with people. And I'm just like, what? Would you bring, and Matt's like, which he thought that was pretty adorable. And Matt's like, oh my gosh, am I like intellectually stimulating enough for you? Am I smart enough for you? Like, am I interesting enough for you? And she had yeah. like some pretty witty responses. She was super smart. She's smart. But then she's like, but, I'm sorry, I'm so nerdy. And he's like, you're not nerdy. I'm nerdy. And uh-huh. he's like, she's checking off all my boxes. <laughs> like he's so he excited. Though, like. like like, it could have been a negative thing, too. Like, he was like, well, she's checking out all my boxes, just, like, how she would read a book, you know? Mm. So, like, is she doing that on purpose? Like, is she just trying to reach out and, yeah. like, do that? You know what I mean? So... But she does get a rose. She got, Of course she got a rose. And yeah. honestly, I'm hoping she a gets a one-on-one here soon. Okay. Because I feel like they... It's like a mixture of different feelings with they, her, which I actually think they have a lot of chemistry. I think that they're people that are more suited long term than it's a lot like of the a, it's people like in the house. It's like a quirky. It's mm-hmm. like very quirky. Kind of reminds me of one of my uncles, like, <laughs> like you know, very like quirky relationship that leads to like a very enjoyable, long lasting, yeah, thing. So we are going to take a break and talk about one of our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment. 
This episode of The Batch Report is sponsored by Thrive Cosmetics. When it comes to beauty products, we have so many choices, so why not ask for more from your favorite brands? I'm motivated now more than ever to stick to high-quality, amazing products that are both vegan and cruelty-free. That's why I'm so glad that I discovered Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics products provide amazing coverage, highlight your best features, and are created for long-lasting wear. All of Thrive Cosmetics' clinically proven ingredients are free of parabens and sulfates. I know that at some point you've probably used a mascara where you've had to use the primer, you've had to use the mascara to get like super long lashes. Their mascara works so well and it's only one product, which is amazing. Plus, no animal testing. So, triple plus, double plus. Thrive Cosmetics products are effective in more than just one way. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women who are in need thrive. Those causes include emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and fighting cancer. Leaping Bunny and PETA, the leading authorities on cruelty-free products, have certified Thrive Cosmetics as completely vegan and cruelty-free. You can auto-replenish your products so you'll never run out of your Thrive Cosmetics essentials like their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara or their Buildable Blur CC Cream. You can start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash batchreport and enter code batchreport for 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T ics.com slash badge report and enter code badge report for 15% off thrivecosmetics.com slash badge report. Hello. Thank you for sticking with us. So we left off with Chelsea on her date, getting a rose, getting a rose, but there's something that was kind of funny that happened. Well, the whole date was really funny. However, she said something to Matt. She said, Something nerdy when she was talking about her nerdy, and Matt was like, Oh, you can talk nerdy to me you anytime, can talk or something nerdy to me anytime, something like that. And we thought that was really funny. Yeah, they were talking about talking nerdy, and it was like, it was like a but it was like quirky sexual thing. And yeah, I was it was like, so what? fun. Speaking about quirky sexual things, Helena gets the next one on one date, even though everyone kept telling Emma it was going to be hers. They're like, Emma, this is your date. Emma, yeah. this is your date. So it goes to Helena, which I was excited because I've been wanting to see more of Helena as well. So they go to an oyster farm and they're creating pearls, aka making a baby. And they. Oh, real quick. Did he kiss Chelsea? Um, There may have been a small peck. I don't. I don't think they had anything. I don't recall. Spectacular. I don't think they did. Not in the same way Abby. And, no, no, no. And, which, like if it happened, it was a okay, very quick I do like, have to say, Abby telling him that after they'd made out and stuff like that and was got a the very rose. strategic. Mm-hmm. Like it was also very strategic on her part. So good job on that aspect. So Helena and Matt are making pearls. And there's like lots of sexual innuendos as they're like, Putting the pearl thing together, like, oh, just open up the lips. Oh, is it in? Like, all this, like, Yeah, and stuff. I do have to say that Helena is a very, like, she's very modest. And she's not, like... She seems more introverted than a lot of the other yeah. girls there. And also, I noticed that she treated it like a first date. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, oh, like, I'm not that type of girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just... Just because... Like you've been around, and which is I see something you and she, I know we're supposed to be uh, fighting for your affection. Doesn't mean that I have to act slutty or whatever. Well, she mentions that on the date as well, where he's like, "Oh, like 
do you like me? Like, how do you feel about this date? And she's like, well, I feel like if this was a first date in the real world, like I'd be excited to go on a second date with you. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. But she was like putting into like real world terms, like, you know, like I'm not ready to get engaged to you right now, but like this was a good first date. Like, we had a good time. And after they create their pearls or whatever, they go on an oyster picnic. They chat a little bit. He gives her earrings and a necklace, which, which was, I like, thought it was pretty. I thought it was really funny that they went on an oyster picnic because they just, like, inserted a little egg into an oyster. Yeah. And then they went and ate a bunch of oysters. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? So I thought that was fun. Yeah. So they, and he gave her a bunch of gifts. Yeah. So they ate oysters. He... Gave her the earrings, the necklace, and then she gets the rose to go with the earrings and the necklace. Which I would say right now, 100% rose for dates. He hasn't not given any girl that Very he's true. going to date with, with that, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know I, if that's... This early in the season, that's pretty That's pretty normal. Yeah. I, know, I remember in the American, in contrast, like... They also did very similar. And then towards the end, sometimes she'd be like, you know what? I am not feeling this. But yeah. like towards the beginning, you're pretty much like, I enjoyed their time. They get a rose. Yeah. Um, but Matt doesn't kiss her. And well, he, says he it's gives beca- her a little peck. But on the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of like, I wanted him to kiss me. But like, I'm like, she's it's very held back. Date, so, like, so I would never do that. Yeah. But. He talks about it in, like, the interview commentary portion. And, and he's says, like, I wanted to kiss her. Yeah. But he's really still upset about what Monique had called him. And he's still, like, like it got in, in his way. head about it. Yeah, it got in the way of him performing. Yeah, so. Which I think that that day almost kind of deserved a kiss. Yeah. Like, and he just kept. So did Chelsea. It. So it's yeah. like. There were these really great girls that he had a really great time with, but he was so in his head about what Monique had said that he couldn't, yeah. like, Which, separate honestly, it. that tactic that... Because it is a tactic that Abby used. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it might backfire because, like, that desire might be stronger than what Abby and him have. Mm-hmm. Like, the desire to... Whoa, wait a second. Like, I had this really great time with these girls, and I didn't do that because of this. Right? Like... Mm-hmm. That mystery might keep him going towards that rather than like something that he already kind of knows, like Abby, this not troublemaker, but she's like a little bit of a betrayal. Which honestly, I could see Helena and Chelsea both top three, top four for sure. Yeah, me too. After this, yeah. Um, after that, they go to the cocktail party. Matt immediately pulls Abby aside and says, "Hey, I'm going to talk to Monique about what you said." And Abby's like, okay, go for it. But then to oh, the other girls, the cocktail party, yeah. to the other girls, she's like, oh my gosh, gosh, S word is about to go down because he's gonna talk to Monique. <laughs> and like, oh, there was so much drama. I've never seen drama so like this before. So he pulls Monique aside. She denies saying everything, and she's like, I'm just angry at the situation and the unfairness of this show. Which do you think that which sparked something in him? But do you think that? That was a bad tactic on her part? Denying it? Yeah. I think if she had gone about it and was like, I was really heated and I said something similar but not that. Like I said, this situation is really effed up or whatever. And they like thought, I like I wasn't saying anything about you. I was saying like this situation is really whatever. 
And if she had just run with that and been like, I didn't say those specific words, but I did say something similar that was like this. See, I actually think it was a smart move on her part. Like to deny deny it it completely. Because the thing is, one, it makes her word versus... it It makes a bigger drama thing. Oh, but wait. So then he brings Abby in and says, oh, you said she said this. Monique says she didn't say this. And Monique's like, why would you say I said that? I did not say that. And Abby's like, you did say that. And then she's like, I heard you say it when you were talking to Rachel. So then Matt's like, well, let's go get Rachel. Yeah. So he goes and gets Rachel, who is dumb as rocks. I just got it. Like, <laughs> so okay. he's like, so did Monique say anything? And she's like, Monique is like my best friend and she would never say anything like that. But she did say those words while we were joking. <laughs> but Rachel also <laughs> kept having this commentary where she was like switching over and she looked like the evil like the evil doctor guy from, from uh, not a squid. She looked like the evil doctor from Nightmare Before Christmas, the one that works yeah. on Sally with like the dark lips and the yeah. I was gonna say uh, Ursula, Ursula, but yeah. that's way better. So <laughs> yeah, that was I thought that was really funny. Um, and but okay, so so then he starts asking all the other girls. Yeah, because he's like, well, and some girls were like, oh, she definitely said some bad things. She, but I think they may have been joking. I don't know. And like, but then Emma, I think, was the one who was finally like, she said these words. This is how it was said. I heard her say it to this person exactly this way. Like, she said it very matter of fact. And then Matt was like, okay. However, I do think I still am going to hold, like, with all that said, that it was a good strategy of Monique to do that because that shows that Abby's an eavesdropper and that she's going to use whatever she gets. Do you see what I mean? So, like, a good counterattack. I think if she can stay, but it also might be her demise right at this point. I'm like, it's good, but can it withstand? Because like, I don't know. So then Matt like scolds all the girls and it's like, this time was ruined. Yeah. I didn't even get to talk to half of you. And it was like, you're the one who chose to delve into that drama. Yeah. And then the girls are like, he treated us like children. Yeah. (laughs) So then they go straight into the rose ceremony I mean, they just went through it so quickly at this point. Which I think he handled that very well. And... Like, for his personality. The last two people standing were Julia and Monique. He ends up keeping Monique around. Which I honestly... I have he was a, like, I hope I don't regret I have a thing about this. But, like, so he sends Julia home. And I don't know if it's because he's actually interested in Monique. Yeah. Or if he's interested to see how... If he's trying to figure out Abby's like true if, colors if, yeah. and how they react. Because on the scenes for the next, he purposely put them on a group date together. Yeah. And he put them on that group date to see how they interact with each other on that date. Honestly, I think he wouldn't choose either one of those girls at this point because he doesn't really like it. But I think that the producers are like, you need to see where this goes. But then at the same time, I think he's trying to figure out you know what, maybe Abby really was looking out for my best That's interest. True. And yeah. Monique really was saying these things. But he could also be but, like, Monique is, like, I've said bad things about people and then found out. they found, You know what I mean? Yeah. So that happens So I think too. he's trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but it's also trying to, like, like how figure is she it out. Like, how is she going to, like, make up? Yeah. Like, is she going to, like, be like, you know what? Like, at the end of it, is she going to be like, you know, I did say some stuff that I don't want to say I regret, but I do feel bad about you know like maybe i had a few too many glasses of wine yeah like like if she comes to something something. like sometimes that does happen so 
It's yeah. happened to everybody. Like, that's a very human thing. And, like, of course you're going to deny it because, you know, you're feeling shame. Like, she was feeling shame. So she felt that's a human thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually makes her more, I think, of a contestant, in my opinion. So, like, okay. Question for the end of the episode. At this point of the show, one person you could see him ended up with at the very end. Who's your number one pick? I honestly... Th- uh, do you want to know my favorite? No, my, the number one pick. Oh, you think I think he Chelsea is probably the one he's going to pick. I don't think it's there yet. Like it's like it's a still baby growing. seed. Yeah, it's like a seed. But I think the one I would choose, like if I were him, is mm-hmm. Helena at mm-hmm. this point. I I've said since the beginning. I feel like there's something between him and Chelsea that. I think is going to continue growing throughout this Yeah, it's like a seed process. that you... Or um, it's, like, going to be really pretty if it grows. And, like, on their date, what I said is, like... It might not grow. The thing with Abby is a very, like, okay, so he picks her in the end, they date for three months, they break up. But, like, Chelsea is someone who I can see him having, like, a long-lasting relationship with. Yeah. So, as of right now, I would say Chelsea, but I do think Helena's going to make it at least top three. Yeah. But... And the thing is, is, like... I have a bonsai tree that I planted from seed, Mm -hmm. and it has not grown. And I put a pot full of dirt next to it to try to say, hey, look, what you could grow into. And it still has not grown. You know, so that could very well be Chelsea. It could be, but... But it's like, I really want this bonsai tree to grow, and it's going to be a beautiful thing if it does. And, you know, my mom got one of those. And hers is growing. And hers is growing. So what the heck? Why can't mine grow? So that's what I think Chelsea is. But I think, like, Helena is my best bet right now. Okay. Sounds good. And we will talk to you guys next week on The Batch Report. Yeah, thank you for listening.